is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hey friend, Angie Austin here with the good news and an old friend from the good news joining us. You may remember Leonitra Davis. She joined us as a good news gal for a couple of years on the good news several years back. Happy to have her joining us to talk about her book, Drop the Picture and Hold Your Light. Welcome to the program. Great to have you back. Thank you for having me. It's been, uh, you know, we've kept up over the years and, uh, you know, kind of touched base here and there because we've got kids the same age. So it's great to have you back on. And you talked about writing a book for, you know, the entire time you were on the show. And then, you know, you did it. So let's talk about the book and uh, what it's about and why you wrote it. Um, so for me, I I had already started this book. Um, before I started doing the show (sighs) and in the midst of it that was one of the reasons why I left because God was like you need to finish this book and so um, I was in a season in my life if if anyone has ever been to the point where they didn't want to do something but God commissioned you to do it and he wouldn't let me move until I finished this book Wow. So every every other thing that I wanted to do, God closed the door and was like, finish this book. Nothing else is going to happen until you finish this book. So you had been putting it off. It's painful to write about some of these things that you wrote about because it's a, a God's story um, for your life of overcoming. It's really a story of healing. Yes, ma'am. It is. It's, it's a story. I, I call this my exodus. So this was my exodus from past hurt, pain, um, trauma, everything that I had gone through um, during my formative years. And this was my exodus from all of that pain that had followed me until my, into my adulthood. You know, it's interesting because I knew some of your story, but I think something that really uh, formed or influenced your childhood, I didn't realize that your mom had already had a tubal ligation and that she was not supposed to have more kids and you were a surprise. Yes, ma'am. I was a surprise. And that was one of the things that I I battled with my entire life because I'm 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 a person that believes in words because the the Bible says our words have power, right? Right. And so I, I am a person that really believes in, in, you know, the power of words. So, um, the the words that were spoken to me, um, in my childhood, my, the devil used that into my adulthood. So for me, when my mother always telling me I wasn't supposed to be here, um, that followed me until my adulthood. 
Yeah, it was interesting the way you phrased it, that you felt like a gift that couldn't be regifted or given back or returned, that you were a gift that arrived that they couldn't get rid of. And I misread when you said that it realizing that you weren't supposed to be born adversely affected your self-esteem. I misread it initially and had to reread it. I thought that you were saying the fact that you were born, it was a miracle and it helped your self-esteem realizing that God made you, God had a plan for you, that a purpose for you, that he brought you into the world because I know you now. But then I reread it and realized you said, no, it did not help your self-esteem that you realized that you weren't supposed to be there. And it's interesting because now I see it on the flip side. I see it as the way I misread it, that the fact that you were born and you weren't supposed to be is like kind of a miracle. Yes. A good one. Yes. (laughs) Not that any miracle is a bad one, but, you know, it's so interesting because that's the way maybe you see it now, but you did not see it that way as a kid. No. You went through so much as a child. I mean, it was just like one bump to another and another. It's just like you couldn't catch a break. and, And think about into my adulthood, and um, if I cry, I'm an emotional person and there are tears of joy because I'm, I'm thinking about where God bought me from. Right. So into my adulthood, those words will follow me and penetrate. And it was a point, Angie, where my rape, um, the words my mother spoke to me, um, the relationship that me and my father didn't have, it really affected me and to the point where I felt debilitated. Well, and you've got, so not, okay, so not just the fact that your mom is kind of cut off from you, then your sisters mm-hmm. are older and they have their own, you know, life and they don't want to hang out with a, a little kid. So they're going off to no. you know, their friends. Then you're dumped off at your great grandmother's house when you're little and grandma Boyd is, you know, I mean, great grandmother, she's you know, an older person, which I know you got comfort from being around older people, but you didn't really feel like you had a place in the world and so you're not connecting with your dad you're not connecting your mom you're not connecting with your sisters uh, and you're put you know at your um at your great grandmother's house right and then you mentioned the rape you're four years old when your cousin rapes you so it's just like one thing after another after another so when did the healing come did you connect with the lord as a child like when did you start to feel better or was it not until and believe me i know how great your life is now i know your family i know your girls i mean you are so blessed so i know that um there is a light at the end of this horrible childhood tunnel and so i mean and you're such you guys are such great parents and your kids are so delightful i mean talk about uh a turnaround in life. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about my life. The other day, my husband said, look yeah. at you coming from low income housing out there in your garden. Cause he built me this garden on like the backyard. We have a, a two and a half acres. He's like, look at you now, you know? And I'm like, well, I know I'm blessed and I know, you know, too, yeah. but you want other people to get to the blessing and get through the pain. And you wouldn't have had the blessing. Had you not worked with the Lord through the pain? I, I, I would not have, we we cannot obtain healing outside of God. We can't do it. Outside of the Lord, we cannot obtain true healing. 
we can um, have bouts of happiness where, you know, we buy things and it makes us happy for only a fleeting moment. But we can never experience the joy of just becoming who we were meant to be through Christ without God. We can't do it. So for me, I think um, for me, my grandmother Fillmore, uh, my paternal grandparents raised me. So my that's my paternal grandmother. Um, we moved with her when I was six. And so I remember her telling me that when she first got my sisters and I, that I was, she saw darkness trying to cover me. And she said she had to pray so hard for me because if she didn't, the enemy was just trying to destroy me because of everything that I had gone through. So for me, my grandmother was, was that light for me. And I talk about it in my book, um, how she was such a light for me. But then when she passed away, I realized that I had one of the last things that she told me, it was the night before she passed away. She called me into her bedroom. And one of the things that she said to me was, um, she called me by my middle name, Monique. And she said, I have taken you as far as, as far as God will allow me, would allow me. But the rest is up to you. She said, you have to seek it out. And those words echo over and over again until I came to the point where I had to stand and face my past and stand in the pain of it to be able to become really who God created me to be because I was just a shell of myself. If, if we're not becoming who God created us to be, then we're just shells of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So once she passed away and I, those words began to echo over and over and over again. And it was in 2012, um, that was my husband's first season out um, from the NFL. And I stood in my foyer and I talk about this in the book and I cried out to God. Um, because my husband was going through some things and I was saying, okay, God, what next? What's next? And God began to tell me before you can move forward, you have to go back. He said, because there's some things that you have to let go and allow me to set you free from. So I had to understand that the things I had gone through, Angie, was not who I was. Yes, it wasn't your identity, and you were it that wasn't. you were carrying that shame around like a big backpack. Like, oh, here, let me take this backpack off and show you my shame, and this is who I am. No, it wasn't who you are. Yes, and I and I had to walk, and and we are so afraid to face our past. But what we don't understand is, because so many people told me in life, not my grandmother Fillmore, but I, people would say, you know, you just got to 
forget about that and <laughs> and move that. on. I hate that saying because that's not of God. How, if we do not stand in the truth of our past and our pain, how can God use that? The Bible says that everything that the devil meant for bad, God will use it for our good. So, But how can he use it for our good if we don't acknowledge it? Right. How can he use it for our good if we don't acknowledge it? And I was just doing, uh, speaking with Steve Arterburn, he has that show New Life Today, and he's written a bazillion books on healing. And he said, and I wrote it down, and it's so interesting, because this is kind of what you're talking about, that you can't heal in secrecy. No, because the devil uses, the devil only thrives in darkness. So once we bring it to light, he can no longer use that against us, Sandy. He can't, you can't be ashamed of something that is in the light and everybody can see it. So once we put it in that perspective, that, the, that our pain, trauma, hurt, whatever the case may be, it thrives in darkness. And it thrives in the darkness of our minds and our hearts, and the devil uses that. But once we allow God to shed light on the dark areas of our lives, then the devil can no longer use it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, um, I, I in the years I've known you, <clears throat> I, uh, every time you say your grandmother's name or you say grandmother, it's with such love, you know, when you talk about her and in the book, you talk about how, you know, the Lord and your grandmother really got you through this without her, you wouldn't be the same person that you are today. You wouldn't have the family you have today. I want to take a break and talk some more about your testimony and the book. If you're just uh, joining us, drop the picture and hold your light. Leonitra Davis, God's story for my life of overcoming again, drop the picture and hold your light. Uh, we'll be right back and we'll continue. I call her Monique. So we'll continue with Monique's story of healing and talk a little bit more about her book. We'll be right back with the good news. Arvada is listening to the Mighty 670 KLT Denver. Arc Thrift needs your small furniture and electronics donations now. You can donate that end table or folding chair you've been meaning to find a new home for. Smaller sized furniture that can fit in your trunk and home goods like blenders and air fryers are items that ARC badly needs right now. They make it easy by unloading your car and your donations help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, the primary mission of ARC Thrift. ARC has high demand for small electronics like speakers, soundbars, Bluetooth speakers, and turntables. And once you donate, you can shop in the stores for your own treasured finds. Each ARC Thrift location has over 5,000 new items every day. So there is always something new and exciting. Every ARC Thrift store keeps their shelves fresh with new merchandise, so each new purchase will be special to you. ARC's donation centers are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday donation hours are available as well. To find the nearest ARC Thrift donation center, go to arcthrift.com donations.
Angie Austin here. Hi, friend. Got the good news along with Leonitra Davis. You may know her as Monique Davis. She is my friend from the good news. And uh, she is back talking about her book, Drop the Picture and Hold Your Light, God's Story for My Life of Overcoming. All right. So we're talking about your childhood and how you, I mean, you just went from, I mean, really being abandoned over and over again and feeling unwanted and your grandmother really was your saving grace you experienced you know really the your sisters kind of were doing their own thing because they were older your mom said you were kind of an accident that you weren't meant to happen because she'd already taken you know medical steps to make sure she didn't have children and bam there you were didn't have a good relationship with your dad but you had your grandmother oh and your cousin who raped you when you were four and you know you you got blamed for that I mean you're standing there injured and and, you know, your mom is shaming you that how could you let that happen? You were four. And so all of yeah. this combined just led to a, a childhood of feeling very abandoned and unwanted. But now you have this beautiful life and you've written this book to help others heal. So let's yeah. pick up from where things started to change, because really, I mean, reading the book, I mean, I know that it's better now, but it's hard to read all the things you went through. And but you know what? I had to write this because and that's why it's so personal and it took me so long to finish it because I I kept going back and forth with God. Like, God, I'm not divulging up this stuff with the world. And, you know, I would put it away and then God would tell me to pick it back up again. Sometimes I went two years at a time without writing. And I'm like, there's no way I am ever publishing this stuff. And so um, for me, it, it really, God was just kept telling me, where would you be without Jesus? And I kept getting this picture of um, Jesus um, carrying that cross to Calvary and hanging on it just for us to experience freedom. And so if if me writing my book would help somebody else experience freedom from pain, trauma, hurt, I had to do it because we don't realize that our lives are not only for us. We're supposed to live out loud. So especially as believers of Christ, we're supposed to show other people that there's another way. Right. And and you can experience true healing and true freedom. You mentioned pretending you were somebody you weren't, that you would put on a smile and you were sick of pretending that you weren't hurting. What did the hurting feel like? Were you depressed? Did you feel hopeless? Were you sad? Did you not want to do anything? Did you feel worthless? Like, what did you feel like that you were pretending that you didn't feel like? Well, like I was saying earlier, that there were times when, you know, when people said, just forget about your past. And I tried it that way, Angie. It did not work for me. It I don't think it works for anyone. Up. I'm sorry. It does not work. <laughs> it kept coming back up. And like you said, every coming, few years you'd, you'd experience every, something. I felt like it was regurgitating Ugh. and it was happening fresh all over again. 
And so for me, it came to a point that I could hear my grandmother saying, because one of the things that she would say to me is, Monique, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll do something about it. Wow. And so in, in the moment where I decided, you know, God, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I'm tired of smiling when I don't want to smile. I'm tired because when my husband played football, that was one of the things. It was like, okay, smile, um, smile for the camera or smile for the fans or smile. And it was like some days I didn't want to smile. And, and some days I didn't want to. I wanted to, to, whatever I was feeling, I wanted to walk in that. And that's what God tells us to do because the Bible says a liar will not carry in his sight. So if we're pretending to be something that we're not, then we're lying. We're living a lie. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the point where I got tired of that and God told me um, that I was none of the things that I had been through, he mm, said, yeah. you are created in my image. And to know who you truly are, you have to know who I am. And that's when I had to go back, not only back to the beginning of my life, but back to the beginning of his word. And I allowed God's word to put my life into um, a spiritual perspective. Mm -hmm. Because it never fit into, I, I never fit into man's mold anyway. So um, I allowed God to put my life into a spiritual perspective. And when God put it into his perspective, then I began to understand and not, and, and I became not judgmental and I extended grace. If I was able to extend grace and forgiveness to yourself too. Yes, to myself, because I had to, I had to forgive myself for blaming myself <sighs> for stuff that I couldn't even control. But in my young mind, when right. my mother said, why did you let this happen? To yes. You? When I That's read those words, I was just like, I'm picturing you at four. Why did you let this happen to you with an, you know, a, a, an older, your cousin, you know, what you're for? I mean, you, I, I, I couldn't do anything with four except maybe ride a trike and swing in a swing. How are you going to keep a grown man from, you know, hurting you? And it, it planted the seed. And we don't understand. That's what I, I try to get people to understand the power of words. Yes. They can never be taken back. No. And they plant a seed in us. And at that moment, my mother planted a seed in me <sighs> that I was supposed to protect myself. I'm my protector. Yeah. And that's one of the, the things that God had to, one of the walls that God had to penetrate and destroy one of the lies because I can't protect myself. God is my protector. Now, it's all about protection. 
I'm, I'm, your, your grandmother, just the, the love just oozes out of your sentences about her, that how wonderful she was. And she helped protect you too. But I love it. She said, you'll, uh, when you're, you'll, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll do something about it. And then you did. Now you talk, it sounds like this went into your marriage. So you go to college, you meet your husband, he played professional football and he was well known in the cities you lived in. And then all of a sudden he gets you know, sent to Colorado where you guys have no roots, no nothing, which I'm just stunned. I mean, you're still here. You know, he didn't play here that long and you guys stayed. So how did, how did that all work out? Your healing really sounds like took place after you got married or a lot of the healing after you got married. So, um, my husband and I, we went to kindergarten together. Wow. Yeah. And we started dating when we were 16 years old. And um, he, we went to college, and um, right after college, we got married. And he played in Cleveland for seven years, here for a year, and his last two years was in Buffalo. Okay. And, and we always kept our house here in Colorado. And Angie, for me, one of the reasons that, and we're from Florida, so... When he played his last game, we came back here to Colorado, and he was going back and forth um, whether he was going to retire or not. And um, when he decided to retire, he asked me, he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, until God says otherwise, we're staying here. Wow. And yeah, and so that's how we ended up staying here. But one of the reasons, Angie, was those last two years that my husband played in Buffalo, we were six months in um, Buffalo and six months here. And so for me, that brought up childhood memories of when I lived with my mother. Oh, and you'd move around all the time. And we would move around. So I told my husband, I said, I can't move my girls around. I, we, I can't move them around like this because I know how that feels. They need some, some, some stability. And they were getting older. And I, was, I just told him, I said, they need some stability. And I told him, we're going to give this five years. And after five years, we were visited. Well, after five years, we were like, okay, this is home. So yeah. we love Colorado. Um, we've made friends here. We've made a life here. I, and we, we love the wet weather. People may think we sound crazy, but coming from Florida, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Yes. And we love we love this weather. Well, and it's uh, your girls have done they've just th- they they thrived here. Um our girls went to the same elementary school. Now they're at the same high school and the high school yes. is huge. It's like 3000 kids. It's like a campus. And it's um huge. you know, one of your one of your daughters went off to college and uh you know, it, excelled in basketball and school and track and and then your other two daughters and I I love it that I never thought about it until just now that you had three girls. Your youngest daughter may have been a surprise because she's younger, quite a bit younger than the other two. And here, you, God's allowed you to recreate a family where the three girls in your family, you've done 
this amazing job where you've recreated this beautiful family filled with God's love and given them a sense of security. And so you almost had a do over with your own children and, and then like showed the Lord, like, I'm going to do it right. And it's, it's, it's my, my girls are the exact same ages apart as um, oh my, my sisters and I. Oh my so goodness. For me, it was just like, um, restoration. Wow. Because my sisters and I, we always said that we were raised our, we were going to raise our own kids. And for me to have three girls and be able to instill in them what my grandmother instilled in me is it's a blessing. Oh my gosh, you're making I, me cry. I mean, that is like, it is because I love, your kids are so wonderful and you guys love them so much and you're so devoted to them. I mean, like every game, every this, every that. I mean, you guys are there and it's just like, it's just, oh, it warms my heart. I'm starting to cry because it really, it's a restoration. Like you, you had this chance to do it right. All right. So um, I want to have you come back because I want to talk about after you know everything that went down with your your life your family then your husband quits playing football and then you find out that he suffered traumatic brain injuries and so uh-huh. that's a whole nother story of a new challenge in your life and i don't even know where you yeah. are with that right now and since we're out of time i want to get people to a website to find drop the picture and hold your life leonitra davis you'll hear me call her monique but um if you're looking for the book leonitra leonitra davis <clears throat> Give us your website, Monique. Um, um, it's hold, H-O-L-D, yourlight.com. Holdyourlight.com. All right. We'll talk yes. about Andre and his football career and everything you've dealt with, with, um, you know, all of that and your girls growing up next time. Thank you so much, Monique. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.